Jesus said, love the Lord thy God all your heart, your mind, your soul. I really love that passage he showed us. He said, but the 37 is the one I'm going to stress on. It is an, a conversation between Jesus and someone. And then one of them, a lawyer, so there were lawyers in the days of Jesus. <laughs> one of them, a lawyer, and lawyers know how to interrogate. They know how to ask questions. And when they ask you a question, they know what they're looking for. So this lawyer came to him and asked him a question. Uh, uh, you know, lawyers know how to ask you a question. Testing him and saying, teacher, rabbi, which is the great commandment in the law? You want the great one. Put the chairman there, so that I don't waste my time with the little ones. So Jesus said to him, you shall do what? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. That you want the love of God to permeate through every area of our life. You can't say, I love God inside me. But my strength, what I do, I will not use it to love him. You cannot limit God to your mind. You cannot limit God to your soul or your spirit where God dwells. So this scripture tells us three areas of our lives. And all those areas, love must permeate. He said, prophet, what have faith which you are preaching have to do with love? For your sake, the Bible says that faith that worketh by love. For faith to work well, it needs Love as a wheel to work on. Proper faith, which is God of faith, he works through love. So, this love, this is the area which you must love. And I will just take it to the area of man. And I can also take it to the area of faith. We talk about the human mind, our strength, our body is a realm. The first realm of a man is a physical realm. So the physical realm can be seen, can be touched, whatever we do through the mind and the spirit is exhibited in the flesh. If you're a thief in your mind, I cannot know you are a thief until you exercise it through the physical body. Some have 
evil plans until you carry it out. It is difficult for me or for anyone to know this is it. So our first realm in life, which is very important, is the physical realm. And each realm needs to be developed. And it has got its own limitation. The physical realm, you do not develop it like how you develop your spiritual realm or your mental realm. If you want to develop the physical realm, you exercise, you eat well, you know what to do to feel, to become healthy. People can exercise and do so much so that they can be very strong. Some of them, they exercise to weight lifters. So this, as you exercise, you become very strong to deal with the physical realm. But the well is not only in that. Not lifting, fighting people, beating people, because that's what the physical can do. Or doing it physically or pushing something. They say, oh, this guy is very strong, uh, Mr. Universe. And they say you should run and you run and you run very fast, the fastest man on earth. That is the physical. They eat some kind of food. They, they practice until they are able to hit the mark. And when you do it, you can do it very well. You can run very fast. You can walk very fast. You can defend yourself uh, in a certain way. And you can do some, there are certain limitations, certain areas of things you can do. So you may develop even this physical body so much that some of you can carry me. If not because you are, you respect me. <laughs> you can take me up here before the whole people and show me where power lies. And you see me struggling in your hand. That's what the physical body can do. That realm, you need to train yourself, you need to eat, you need to discipline yourself in certain things. But there is another realm, which is the mental realm. And that's why if you want to develop it, it's not the gym. You go to school. And people can develop their mind so much that even though they don't have the strength, the speed to run like you who have practiced all the time and giving your body whatever it is, they can sit and use their mind to make a car. That can run faster than the physical body. They can be able to develop some mechanical thing that can lift weight thousand times than what a huge man can lift. So the mind can also be very powerful and more powerful than the body. So the first level of life is the physical. Physical body, I'm beautiful, I'm this, I'm that. That's good. I'm strong. That's good. But your mind, the one who have got the mental or the next level might not have the physical strength you have but my have what it takes to use your physical strength. So sometimes people can do many things, but some people, they are not very strong. They are not very, 
They sit down, use their mind, and use your strength to develop what they want to do. So it's, difficult, it's very easy. So if you want to develop, you develop the physical, you develop the mental, there is another realm, which is the spiritual realm. That one is also higher than the mental realm. What the physical realm can do, what the mental realm can do, they, are, they have limitation. But what the spiritual realm can do, the limitation is God. Anytime God is limited, it is also limited. The mental realm can say, look, I will enter, in, enter into fire and I'll be able to, 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 to train my mind not to feel the pain. But as long as the fire is real, you can only resist to a certain portion. The fire will tell the mind that I am hot. You can also train the spirit so much that they can throw you inside the fire like Meshach, Shadrach, Abednego. And the fire will be burning but the spirit will overshadow the fire. And people look at you. How can an ordinary man be in fire and not burn? Well, a certain realm has authority and power over the physical and the mental realm. And that is the area we meet God. God is in that area, the realm of possibility. That what nothing is impossible. So I didn't come. I'm still on my fifth. I've shown you three levels. To get into this level, it takes faith. Because develop this level, it takes faith. It takes yourself getting closer to the unknown God. The God, unseen God, the God you cannot see. But who is real? Once you manage, you are able to grab this through his word. He begins to show himself to you. And you begin to develop by prayer, by Bible studies. And all you do is that God begins to reveal himself to you in different aspects of life. As we do that, our faith begins to develop. We have Different levels of faith or kinds of faith. Jesus, let me tell you, there was a time Jesus came. I love this Jesus. He's so great. He's so wonderful. Matthew 17 verse 20. Jesus said to them, because the people tried there was somebody who brought the child. The, so Jesus said to them, because of your own belief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as what? As a master seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. There is a mountain moving faith. A faith that can move a mountain. 
if you have this kind of faith, you can communicate that faith through your mouth and speak to the mountain which is physical. You can move from the spiritual realm that controls the physical realm because all the things we see came out of the spiritual realm. God spoke, let there be this, and it came. It did not exist anywhere. But he spoke, and it came. It came from the spiritual realm and materialized. The same way we can also speak through God, can speak through his spirit through us, and the materialized things will obey and move the same way. So once we know that all the things that we face that are physical, spiritual, are subject to the spiritual laws, we can have authority over them. So Jesus said, the problem is your own belief. But if you tell a mountain to, be, to move, you yourself, you know the mountain will move. You know, sometimes you pray some prayer in your, <laughs> in your heart. <laughs> you know, they say, that, it, it can't happen. <laughs> it can't happen. But, but we say, we should, we should say it. So we said it. That is not how it is. <laughs> you don't only say it because the Bible says, you say, you say it and believe it in your heart. Believing it in your heart means that having a total conviction that what you say will surely happen. Not having a two ways, this in ABC and as ANC. Can it happen or not? You are very sure that if I say mountain move, you know you will be surprised if the mountain did not move. Not be surprised if the mountain move. Sometimes we pray and when God answers our prayer, we are rather surprised. <laughs> so who did you pray for? <laughs> what were you expecting God to do? So, we have a mountain moving faith. Which I pray that we will get to that area to be able to move some mountains in our life. The Bible says that, Romans 4.20, Abraham did not stagger at the promise of God through unbelief. You see that unbelief and unbelief and unbelief. But was what? Strong in what? Strong in what? In faith. Giving glory to God. So we have strong faith. We need to build our faith such a way that it will be strong. You know, we have level of weight lifting. We have some one level, two level, three level, four level, five to a certain, I can also lift weight. But there are some level, there are some weight I can take. But not what the world champion can lift. <laughs> so everybody can lift some kind of weight. So our faith have levels. There are certain things your faith can meet. The reason why sometimes you exercise some faith, it didn't work, is because you overstretch your faith to where your level is not. So, 
Each one has got some measure of faith. So know your level and operate through your level. Don't see somebody saying, demon, come out. And they start running out. Then you do go and bring some naughty demon into a room and lock the door. <laughs> if you don't take time, you'll run through the windows like the other people. So, you must be honest with yourself. I know the level of your faith. And if you know the level of your faith, then you will operate at that level. As you operate at that level, you begin to build confidence and begin to move up and move up until, like David, you start with small animals. Then you go to lions, bear. Then you then come to Goliath. From Goliath, you go to armies. An army. So, there are levels of faith. So, I said, Abraham did not waver in what? In his faith. Oh, let me see. He did not stagger, not at the promise of God, through unbelief. Staggering mean, like, not sure, but sure. Will it work? Oh, this ain't that I say it will work. Will it really work? This prayer I prayed. Yes, yes, God. You see, God is there. He can, he, he, he can heal me. But who do start to say, this healing, this guy, this sickness, he killed somebody. So will this guy also die? You must come to a place when you are very sure in your heart, in your mind. That look, this thing away. When it comes that fear is gone, the next thing that happens is that you start giving glory to God. When you give glory, anybody who operates in faith at a certain level, you don't look at the problem again. He thinks that the thing has been done. So he started giving glory to God. If you haven't got there yet, where you can give glory to God when the problem, you haven't seen the thing physically happening, then build your faith. So Abraham gave glory to God. And your faith is based on one, the integrity of God. When God speaks, he does it. He doesn't change his mind by heart. He's not so emotional that when you praise him in worship, he becomes so happy. You know, sometimes when somebody praises you, you start giving him promises. And knowing that you don't even have what it takes to fulfill the promise, but hoping that you will get money to fulfill it. That is not how God operates. Whatever God operates, says, I'm going to do it, he's bound himself to do it. He will never fail. If God says, I will save you, he will save you. 
Nothing can come and change. God is not a man that he should lie. Man has one ability, ability to lie. One to lie not because they want to lie. They can say something today, tomorrow circumstances can change and he will be a liar. Because whatever you say you will do, if you are not able to do it, what are you? If you promise and you fail your promise, you are a liar. So when you are promising, be careful what you say. Know that you are are going to perform it. If you can't perform it, don't say it. If you tell a woman, I will marry you, and you fail to marry the woman, you are a liar. (laughs) If I promise you a job that come tomorrow, and you come, that come tomorrow, and I'll give you this job, and you come, and I say, oh, the, the job I wanted to give you, somebody have taken it. You are a liar. So all of us have lied and come short of glory. <laughs> so don't, when I say, someone say lie, don't think about somebody's promises. Think about your own promises. So before you say somebody's a liar, check yourself. So God, integrity makes him to perform whatever his promise in his word. Then second, it hangs on two things. God's ability. Because of his ability, he cannot fail his word. His word can never fail. Once you know God has the ability and can do that all things are possible with him. And secondly, you know, even though there are some people, things are possible, but they can change their mind by heart. They can do what they say they will do, but they can have emotional trauma because you're, he promised you something today, then your uncle go and insult him. Then he changes his mind. I wanted to do this good to this guy, but because of the uncle, I'm not going to do it again. He can do it, but his emotions have changed his mind. God is not like that. God looks at his word first and himself first. That once I have promised, I will surely do it. So we can put our total hope and faith in him. So, faith is based on that. I gave you, I said, we have uh, weak faith, isn't it? Do we have, did I say we have weak faith? I spoke about mountain-moving faith. We have strong faith, like Abraham, when Abraham believed it. And we have weak faith. 
That is Roman, they say Roman 4.19, he said, and not being weak in faith. We can be weak in faith. When you are weak in faith, you build your faith up and build it up to meet a certain level where fear will move away. There was a man who came to Jesus and Jesus told him, if you can believe, all things are, that is Mark 9, 20, that's Mark 9, 20 to 24. Then they brought him, they brought him to him. And when he saw him immediately, before then, his disciples were trying to uh, cast, uh, cast the demon out and try, try. You know, sometimes you praise some prayer, they are not working. Then you, you bring prophet, are not in. He to he come, there are some he can move. There are some, they are left. So these are, there are some stubborn demons who say they are very stubborn, they won't go. There are some you pray, it goes. There are some you pray and pray. Have you, have you gone through that? If you're a Christian, you must go through that. That not all prayer you think is, <laughs> they should work, they work. Something you know, God has said this, this is what the God would have said, and you use all the word, you use the blood, you use the name, you use everything you know about the Bible. Every tool in the Bible, you use it, it's not working. So you enter into frustration. You go and fast. Sometimes, Kasson Dima said, hey, you didn't fast, well. go and fast proper. So, he disciples were very discouraged, and when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. This is a demon who will always come to this guy and when he comes and where there's water, that's where he comes. When there's fire, that's where he comes and he falls into the water fall, and he brought them to the disciples. The disciples tried and tried and tried, brought it to the church. The church tried, tried, tried to say, oh, and say, miracles are giant. And giant. <laughs> Whenever people fail, they are not able to do something. They said, it has, it's no longer where. It works. If God having changed, he is the same yesterday. If he's the same today and the same tomorrow, then you can't tell me what he did yesterday. He can't do it today. Don't let us use our weakness to describe God. The fact that I'm not able to do it doesn't mean that God cannot do it. Then he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. There are some diseases when they tell you from childhood, you know it's permanent. And often he did what? He has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do, you see what he used? But what? He used the if. If means what? Yes, he is not sure. If you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus, my brain. You don't have a child who has a problem like that. Sometimes you have a child. Especially in this part of our world. I so that the, the parent, since we don't have a system that helps them, 
They are not even able to go to school because the teachers themselves don't understand the child. We don't have special school for those children. But some of them are very good, very intelligent. Then we write them off in life. And they start chimenting, throwing things, and doing this. This man became very frustrated. But there was no system to hold and to keep the child. Came to Jesus. If you can do something about this, please, master. He was desperate. And Jesus said, look at what Jesus said. And Jesus also used the same word. If you can believe. <laughs> he said, if you can do something about it. Jesus always said, the problem is not the if I can do it. If only if you can also believe. So, if you can believe, then I can do something about it. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. It's not because I cannot perform it. Whatever that concerns you, it takes your faith to be able to actualize it. The answers are already in the spiritual realm. But if you can believe, they can be translated to you in the physical realm. This gentleman healing has already happened. But if you can believe, it is the means where the spiritual healing can be translated into the physical realm. That's what I call faith. If you can believe what? Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, he's tired. This boy has taken all his time. This is a very good father. Normally, it's women who bring those children. This is the type of fathers we need. It would have been the mother, but the father. The father took the responsibility, acted in faith, caring for an entire family, desired that his child will not go through that situation, and took the responsibility of looking for Jesus. He said, if you can, and um, for the man, they see Ben Mansu, she's not Ben Mansu. So that's how the man loved the child. That's how he desired his child to make it in life. He cried, he wept, cried, and said, Jesus, I believe. He made the child, old. he cried and said with tears, Lord, I believe. But we are bringing to see whether he can do something. That's not what Jesus wanted. Lord, I believe. Then he said what? Help. My own. Yes, yes, I believe. But <laughs> I've gone through enough, so much, that this is difficult for me to think it will go crap. Yes, if there's anyone believe anyway, Lord, help my unbelief. 
So where your own your belief is not full, ask Jesus to help your word. <laughs> the area you don't believe, help my own belief. When Jesus saw that the people come running together, he rebuked the word, the unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf and dumb, I command you, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him. Enter him no more. You see how Jesus ordered it? There are some things you pray, they go and come, they go and come. Uh, sometimes you pray and I say, the thing is gone. One week, they come. Good morning. <laughs> I am back. You need to enforce because he knows that when they go, they will come back. If you cast out some demon, they go and roam. They always want bodies to, to occupy. Without occupation of the body, of a body, they find it difficult to contact the physical world. The same way God needed a body to be able to contact this world. So he came through Christ Jesus. Demons also need human beings. The spirit also needs human beings where they can use to affect this world. If a God's spirit enters into a man, he enforces God's rules and God's law. Good enough. If the demon spirit enters into a man, do you? he exercises the, the, the character of the devil. That's why we need to pray for kings or those who are in authority that they will not be manipulated by those demons. But when they manipulate it, they will bring the character of the master. I'm teaching you spiritual truth. Jesus cast out the demon. What has death and dumb to do with throwing the person around and making the person fool? It's a spirit. It makes him not to be able to talk. It makes him not able to, to interpret, to, 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 the speech is impaired. And they will give it, medical sense to give it a nice name. But something happened. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly and came out of him and he became as one dead. As that many said, he is dead. The person screamed, convulsed, it became difficult. Sometimes you pray and sometimes it becomes hard, you're afraid. And he shook and shook and lay down quietly. I remember, is it a boise? One happened like that. It was a meeting when I, I prayed for the guy. She fell down. Because he was, later he jumped out. Within some few seconds, the person jumped out. And that was all. And he said, hey, Jesus, some journalists won't wait to see the end or the thing. They'll just, this day where you can, uh, Jesus killed a boy. And everybody said, oh, the guy is dead. 
Jesus has killed him. But he laid down like he was dead. Those that were controlling him, the energy that was controlling his life is gone. A new energy must enter. Then, let's see whether he died. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up. And he arose. He did what? This is a kind of faith which the father had. The faith was weak, but he asked for what? Help. So when your faith is weak, you must ask for help. I think I'll be running up. There is another type of faith. Failed faith. Sometimes some faith can fail. Luke chapter 22, verse 31 to 32 says that. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you. Look at what Jesus said. He said what? Satan has the boldness to go to Jesus and ask him that Peter, I need him. Not that I need to him to come and wash my thing for me. Not that I need him to come and uh, just visit me one day. He said, Satan has asked for you that he may what? Sift you as wheat. Satan is bold to come and ask Jesus that give me your disciple. Peter the rock. Even he. Satan came to ask. Now Satan requested that I want to destroy. His request is he want to destroy men and women. He's still requesting and want to destroy our life. What did Jesus do? Look at what Jesus said. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. As long as your faith stands, Satan can never destroy you. That is why you cannot do without faith. In every area, your business, your marriage, every area of your life, if your faith is weak, Satan can shift it and make it like wheat and throw it away. But when your faith is strong in that area, and how did he do it? He said, I have prayed for you. Pray for one another. That's why I just said, he said, this is what overcomes the world. Even our faith. It is our faith that overcomes the devil and the systems of the world. Men of faith, women of faith, they are the one that overcomes the enemy. He said, he's asked to sift you. To destroy this world, to destroy Ghana. Satan have come to request from God that Ghana, I 
I told Jesus, hey, I'll go and fight the devil for you. He said, no, no. I will, you have what it takes to defeat the devil. And I am going to strengthen that thing so that you can defeat him. And he says that. He said, you have what it takes to destroy and to stand against the works of the devil in your life. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. So anytime your faith fails, it means that Satan will have the ability to destroy it. But if your faith stands, look at what he said, oh my God. And when you have returned to me after defeating the devil, strengthen your brethren. When your faith works, it is an example to strengthen other people when they are going through a similar situation. So, the attack of the enemy upon your life is not only for yourself, but so that other Christians can be strengthened that if Kwaku went through this and was able to overcome, if I also go through that, I will be able to overcome. When someone has that disease, I cancer disease, and they say he's going to die within two weeks or five weeks or seven weeks, and God appears, his faith stands, and as they wait for him to die, he rather recover because of his faith. And he lives very strong, moving about with life, recover and doing other things. If somebody comes into that situation, he is the best person, not the pastor. He is the best person to tell that person, God can make you live. Yeah. The pastor will only preach empty words which he himself have not experienced. So, once you overcome by your faith, don't keep it to yourself. If someone is going through a similar situation, it is your responsibility to strengthen that person. Amen. I'm telling you something that is practical with the Christian life. That can make you stand. There is also what I call no faith. Mark 9.19. He answered it and said, Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Faith, no faith, will always want to depend on somebody's prayer. No faith will always want to depend on another person. No faith will always want to depend that God should bless this person so that he can give me some money. They cannot use their own faith to receive the blessing for themselves. How much if somebody is being blessed that he can give to you? Don't take second-hand faith. The dress somebody has worn, he doesn't like it. Then you say, I pray that you, God will give you money to buy a dress so that when you wear eyes and you get a new money to buy a new one, then I can get this one. No! Oh, faithless generation, how long will you continue? How long Shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? So we have faithless generation. They don't believe anything. A generation that have moved at the same time. Oh, God is not. Look, the 
world is trying to move us to a faithless generation. Oh, God is a, is a concept. It's an ideology. Who said God is ideology? He's a person. He's real. He's alive. He wants to take that concept from our heart. He lives in us. Faithless generation. May God not make our generation faithless. May he make our generation full of faith. John 20, 27, quickly. Then said to Thomas, reach hither thy finger and hold my hands and reach hither thy, thy hand and thrust it into my side and be not faithless but believe him. Thomas type of faith, the monkey type of faith, the monkey say what I see is what I believe. But faith is not like that. Faith is what you see, what you believe. Is what you see. If you want to wait to see something before you believe, you may not see it. But believe in what you want and work towards it and you will get it. Some of the reason why we are not moving forward in life is because we are waiting to see something happen before we take a step. But believe that thing that, look, God wants me to be this. And because of that, I am going to work Always this. God want me to marry because of that I am going to live in a way where a man can propose to me. And then, oh, when, 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 I want someone to propose to me before I start doing this. I want to get a wife before I find a job. <laughs> oh, faithless generation. <laughs> find a job. The wife will come. They are attracted to somebody who is sincerely working and making his life serious in life. Finally, finally, we have what we call great faith. Matthew 8, 10. When Jesus heard it, he did what? Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him. Pleading with him. I love those people. These are the men. They didn't send their wife. Go and worship God. Go and pray. Go send them to the prayer meeting. They themselves went. That's why I called Bema. Bema needed to prayer meeting by himself. Okay, let's go. Saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. This is not within my power. I have power. Everybody has got some kind of authority somewhere. But some areas, your authority is limited. Me, my authority is limited in some areas. So when they come to those areas, I need somebody who uh, can do it for me. So he came to Jesus. Centurion. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal. I will come. It's a servant. How many of you care about your workers? 
Do you only use them to make your profit? Giving them target, killing them slowly, but don't care about their lives. That's the truth. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. I have never seen anybody going to Jesus. And Jesus said, I won't come. He's only one woman. Even that he didn't say he won't, he said, he won't give the food of the, the children to the dog. And the woman said, even if we are dogs, what is important, the dog is hungry. She buried her pride. Some of you, your pride is the one killing you. Our pride. If this is the only man that will give me that job, I don't like the job. Pride. Okay, let me go with that man. That's for another day. <laughs> the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. Because Jews normally don't go to the, uh, 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 the non-Jewish house. You seem to be un- unclean. You shall come and but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. Look, Jesus, I understand authority and I know you have authority. You don't need to walk to my house. You just need to speak. This is a man who has faith. And Jesus, for I am a man under authority. Having soldiers under me. And I say to this one. Go. And he goes. And to another. Come. And he comes. And to my servant. Do this. And he does it. Why will they do it? Because the man is under a very big authority. I'm a policeman. I tell this big car, stop, and it stops. The small one, stop, and it stops. You think because you're tall or dark, that's why it stops, or you're wearing dark dress. Because you, the policeman, you are under a certain authority. You've been given that authority to arrest so the man understands it and he understands the spiritual principle and that is how we must also understand that anytime you want to cast out a demon, you are not coming in your name because you are under authority of Jesus. If you lift your hand, the demon is not stopping for you. He's stopping in the name of Jesus. Assuredly, I said, when Jesus heard it, he marveled. These are the few areas where Jesus marveled. Things make, the things that big Jesus make him marvel is when people have faith or unbelief. Those who are supposed to have faith and those who are supposed to have faith and they, have, they don't believe and those who don't supposed to have faith and they are believing, they are the ones that marvel. I want your faith to marvel Jesus. He marveled and said to those who followed, you know who followed? James, Peter, John, those who think they are repository of faith. 
He's telling them, have you seen this guy? Obviously, you want me to come invest before. This man understands how faith and authority is exercised. I have not found such great faith. It takes great faith to believe that you are here and you pray for somebody in UK and it will work. Great faith does not care about distance. Great faith takes you into the spiritual realm, which means that at every point, you can have control over anything at anywhere. He said, I've never seen that type of faith. I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel, where they think Jehovah God is a God, where they have met God face to face. Where they believe that Yahweh is for them. Even that, I haven't seen, is an outsider that exercised that great faith. Then Jesus then, and I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. What it means that it is faith that will bring people. Not because you were born by a pastor. Not because you were born a Jewish. But your faith in Jehovah God. Great faith. Wherever you are, you can believe God to do something anywhere. God bless you.